Hey guys, I'm super excited before you listen to the podcast to announce a new initiative on Twitter, uh, Gary VEE TV. Is that right, Jim? There it is. Gary VEE TV. Go follow it. Unlimited quality clips daily on Twitter. Uh, something I'm testing out that I think you guys are gonna love uh, and enjoy. If you uh, are looking for more content and more context and more information, go to Twitter. Uh, and check up and look up Gary VEE TV, my new account. Check me out. Hope you enjoy it. And hit me up on Twitter and let me know how you like it. Thanks, guys. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Today's episode is a mashup where Gary speaks on how to build a powerful personal brand. Enjoy. Take a step back and figure out if you want to write, mm-hmm. if you want to do audio, or if you want to do video. That's It starts there because... If you're trying to build a personal brand, a reputation, a media property, a publication, a content hub, you need to communicate. And everybody communicates differently. I have a gift with words, so and I'm not scared of the camera, so I can do a lot of things. But I'm not a good writer. Even though I've written five New York Times best-selling books, I need Stephanie Land, my ghostwriter, to take my audio and structure it because I'm not a good writer. So if, I, if the world was only social media where you had to write paragraphs, that would st- I'd become a better writer or out of practice, but it's not something that comes natural to me. So for anybody who's reading this or listening or however you're doing this, you have to ask yourself how you communicate first. After you figure that out, then you pick your medium. So if you're a great writer, it could be a blog, it could be LinkedIn, it could be long form written on Instagram, Facebook. Um, if it's audio, podcast becomes mandatory. And if it's video, you know, obviously a vlog or some sort of show on YouTube becomes a great start and then you produce a lot of micro content from your macro uh, home of your hub of your content. Look, I think you have to, you have to balance um, because n- no level of professional success is worth you know, damaging personal relationships that you cherish. Now, my argument oftentimes is what makes you happy might be worth having a more difficult relationship with your spouse or your parents. Um, And that's just real life. People don't like to say that out loud, but that's true. But first of all, you have to understand what relationships matter to you and like what matters to you. Um, And I think balance comes in a lot of different ways. You know, some people want to balance on every day. So they take 30 minutes or four hours or whatever they decide off. Other people like to balance within a week, within a month, within a year, you know, and so, I think that you have to communicate. Yeah. Um, and you have, you have, I think you owe it to the people you love the most to at least explain what your thinking is. Right. And if they're willing to pick it up, what you're putting down, then that's great. And if they're not, then that's great too. So I think some people keep it inside. So I think you communicate it. But I think that, um, that, I think that you have to be empathetic that a lot of times people are not gonna understand. I have basically, Everything that I have been uh, given accolades for, I was originally criticized for. Yeah, I think there'll always be uh, more stuff, new stuff. I don't think Facebook and Instagram are forever. I'm excited, I'm waiting for the next big thing. I can't wait. I think there'll be more platforms. I think audio is gonna have platforms. Then there's, eventually there's gonna be virtual reality and augmented reality. Yeah, so I think there'll be more platforms, new platforms. I think. Um, it's kind of like television shows, right? Some television shows have one season, some have 13. You know, that's how I think about social networks. Some will last three years, like Vine, and Facebook's on 15. 
it was a big show. So, um, but I think there'll be evolution. And eventually, this is not gonna be the most important thing. Don't worry. You know, but think about how like important it is you were afraid for me to even hold it. Like, it's the most important thing to us right now. Eventually it won't be. There might be some new, you know, there's some eight-year-old girl right now in, the, in some rural place in China who's gonna invent something that is gonna affect all of us. And it might be a little robot that follows us around, which is better than a phone. Could be, why not? You know, because I promise you if we showed our great-great-grandparents this phone, they'd think it's crazy. So, yes, the world will continue to evolve and there'll be a, you know, new things all the time. I think the way you anticipate is moving quickly once you see it instead of worrying about if it's coming. I never spend a second thinking about what's next. You never feel a dog anything? No, I never think about it. And think about it. Usually people that are at the top worry about that. You worry about keeping your lead. What I'm good at is recognizing when something has happened. So I always watch whether it was Vero or Marco Polo or Peach or all these things that have happened in the last couple years that right now people are like, what? What was that? They had a minute, a day, a week, a month. We watched, I watched, you know? Um, but I, uh, you know, I'm putting out content on TikTok right now. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching, but I'm not crippled. I, I wait. More importantly, everybody's worried about what's next. I'm worried about what's most effective. Right now, I'm focused so much on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's been around for 20 years or 15 years. Like, so things get hot sometimes out of nowhere that have been around. Uh, worrying about what's next usually comes at the expense of taking advantage of what's current. For me personally, I've never pandered to what works. Just, I'm just not interested in the followers. Right. The, the line is very simple. The second I start producing content that I don't believe in is the second I stop making content. For me personally. I just don't give a I don't, of course numbers matter, like I understand, but at what expense? Like if that's the case, why don't you just buy followers? True. You understand? True. So for me, you know, if you look at my career, like, you know, when DRock, DRock, you started what, three, four? Four and a half. How many subscribers do we have on? On YouTube. 48,084? You know, I'd been on, I mean, I was an early pioneer on YouTube, but then I made a huge mistake and I went on Viddler and left YouTube. And so when DRock came four and a half years ago, 2015, 2015? In 2014, you know, that was already eight years after I'd been on YouTube. I was so right, and yet I was sitting eight years with less than 100,000 subscribers because I abandoned the platform too early and never got the value out of it that I should have. Um, but I wasn't, like when, when we came back, like I, you know, DRock will tell you this, as somebody who's a connoisseur and an advocate of YouTube, and still to this day, my team wants me to do more things that are best practices for the platform to win and I'm not willing to do it. Yeah. You know, because, 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 because our, our vlogs and our content may not be the kind of stuff that wins on YouTube today, but it's gonna be there forever. So maybe it's pranks today, but I think content that brings people value that's human Somebody's gonna watch this in 31 years and get value. The joke that you make as a prank expires a year or two later because it's not culturally as funny. 
That's a good one. So it depends on what you're trying to play for. I'm not interested in short-term vanity metrics to alter the way that I want my legacy to play out. I mean, I think, I think one of the biggest things that's very obvious is that communication drives behavior, right? So I think one of the biggest skills that's needed regardless of what you do is the ability to communicate what, whether you're selling that cool hood, you know, sweater, whether you're trying to get people to come to a conference, whether you're trying to get them to listen to your podcast, uh, be the mayor of this town, cure a disease, you've gotta communicate. So I think what's amazing about communication is if you wanted to reach 100 million people in Indonesia 25 years ago, you needed the newspaper, the radio, or the television. Or the birds. Right? Or the pigeons. That's right. Today, you can use free platforms called YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. That's incredible. It's changed the world. So I think the biggest skill everybody needs is the ability to know how to make contextual creative for the platform that most dominates the attention of the end consumer at that moment. And that's a very long sentence and I'll break it down one more time. Can you make content that's contextual to the platform, right? Because a LinkedIn video is different on LinkedIn than it is on Facebook. On the platforms that currently have the attention. So, you know, for example, I mentioned earlier, six years ago, being good on path mattered here. Yep. It didn't matter in China. Mm. Uh, at the moment. So being good at path four years ago here mattered. Today, nobody, cares, it doesn't even exist. So, like I said, being great at LinkedIn today matters more than it did four years ago. Mattered more than it did 14 months ago. That's how I think every day. Every day I wake up and the game can change on me. There's new features the platforms roll out. There's behaviors, right? You couldn't reach a 63 year old woman in Indonesia on Facebook three years ago. Now you can. But the 26 year old on Facebook, now you have to go to Instagram to reach her, because she's not on Facebook. This is a moving and living organism, and that's how I treat it. I was very fortunate. I was a failure my whole life. You know, when you, yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're a bad student, mm-hmm. you're used to failure. You know, I was a bad student. I wasn't, I, I loved sports. I played a lot of sports, but I wasn't great at sports. Um, so I was dealing with adversity and failure. You know, when you're an immigrant, mm-hmm. when you don't come from much, when you're little, you know, I was a little guy, when you're bad at school, when you're, there was nothing that was, and then I was a businessman, so when I would knock on doors and ask to wash somebody's car, you know, 90 out of 95 people said no. When I stood there at a lemonade stand, 100 cars would drive by for every one that would stop. So I was used to failure. Failure was my foundation, which is why I succeeded. Most people are, you know, follow rules, mm-hmm. go to school, do the right thing, and, and create a scenario where failure is scary. Mm-hmm. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Today's highlighted review is Keeps Me Striving for My New Company 
by the Bliss in That Show. Gary and the team keeps me going on this journey of my own company. It's hard, difficult, and a great learning curve. Something that I need when Gary V is in my ear and I'm learning something new every day. It shifts me into the minds of others and pushes me to go further. Thanks, Gary and team. Thanks to the Bliss in That Show. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.